Welcome back to the Trifecta Soft Podcast. I'm your host, E-Rock. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button if you haven't already, so you never miss another podcast. Also, do me a favor. Go on to whatever podcast app you listen to us on and give us a rating and review. That really helps us rank in the searches. Thank you so much. Let's get into the podcast. All right. J-Rock, how you doing? E-Rock, how you doing, buddy? Hey, what's up, man? I'm a little nervous about this, Bob. It's my first time. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Nah, Everyone is. Super, super excited. I appreciate this, man, big time. Yeah, dude, of course. Uh, I love talking with uh, with you know people that really don't have big uh, online presence, you know, but been playing airsoft yeah. for a while, or maybe got into it because of their kids and that kind of stuff. New accounts or new uh, new players. I love talking with new you know people that are really excited about airsoft. Oh yeah, man! They're like airsoft, like crazy. It's gotten crazy for me. <laughs> <laughs> So how? Uh, first of all, welcome, and Thank um, you. yeah, dude. And uh, I met you online through uh, a bunch of different accounts. Uh, I guess just uh, commenting on. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, Instagram. I just it's really been starting to blow up for me. Um, I'd say in the last like month or two, you know. Yeah. Um, I've been meeting a lot of crazy people, trying to follow people, and. You know, I like to see the different aspects of the airsoft community, you know. Right. And, you know, I watched what you did and, you know, the way you uh, interact with the guys. It's, it's awesome. And the girls, you know, it's just awesome to be able to come on and talk to somebody about how you got started and everything. Oh, yeah, dude. That's what I want to do. Uh, once once I kind of figured out uh, that when I first started these, there were a lot of people uh, I started noticing that were like, really wanting to show off their gear, show off their guns, like talk about this stuff that they, you know, they, they take pictures of it on their Instagram, you know, post on Instagram, yeah. but to, to uh, sit down and talk with somebody and like do a show and tell or tell their story about how they, you know, got started or tell a story about this one piece of gear or this gun that, you know, uh, has some kind of cool memory to it or something, you know, it's uh uh, it, it was fun, you know, and it started getting kind of more and more like that. And I was like, man, I, I really enjoy talking with new people. So, uh, I started reaching out to more people that I had never talked to or never met. Uh, yeah. because originally it was all people from our discord, you know, uh, followers of our, our YouTube channel that I had, um, seen on discord, like chatted with, you know, through discord for a while. So I kind of knew them already. And, um, and then I started reaching out to uh, people I'd never had met, didn't know anything yeah. about. And, uh, and so when, yeah, I'm like, Hey, this is really cool, man. It's a lot of people, a lot of people. You know? Yeah. It's like a lot of different aspects of life. You know what I mean? It's, you got people all over the place and, you know, young, old, you know, yeah. boy, you know, men, women, everything. Exactly. Do this. So I think it's a cool idea and, you know, I'm not tech savvy at all. So like discords and stuff, I have no clue how to use them or be in them, <laughs> you know, um, you know, did, so I'm, yeah. I'm on the older side of the aspect. So I just, you know, my cell phone, which I'm on and my ear pods is about as tech as I get, you know? Yeah, dude. Oh, good. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad you're able to hear me well, because I didn't know, yeah. I actually couldn't see them in your ears. So I thought maybe you were oh, listening yeah, through a uh, speakerphone and uh, I was like, wow, he's really hearing everything. So that's good. 
Yeah, perfect. That's that's one of the big things with uh, recording these uh, remotely like this is um, if somebody on the other end, as long as they have uh, uh, kind of like no background noise and then something, you know, to uh, for their ears, you know, speaker or uh, you know, headset or uh, yeah. earbuds or whatever, you know, it really helps. Oh, but, yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah, man. Um, I've really enjoyed talking with people and I, and I reached out to you and, uh, man, I, like I said, I really, there's so many people out there that, um, just want to come on and tell their story and I, I I enjoy it. I really do. Um, so excuse me. Yeah. Yeah, So it's, 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 it's awesome how it works, you know, and I like hearing how everybody's story gets started and, you know, because we all we all kind of have the same story, but at the same time, it's all a little bit different. You know, right? Exactly. Yeah, the general rule, I guess, is you know, or the general a lot of the uh, general stuff is kind of a, the same. Um, yeah. You know, oh, I started from a friend or a, a relative or whatever, or a YouTube video. Um, there's been a couple <laughs> yeah. people that you know started from they got interested in it uh, from a YouTube video. And went to a field by themselves, didn't know anyone, had no friends around, had to look up a field. That's only happened a couple times of, you know, a handful of times of people I've talked with. Most of it is uh, friends or relatives. And, and, and you know, they'll see videos to maybe get them yeah. interested, but they'll go with a friend or relative. So, uh, it is, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife. Um, and then it becomes kind of a family event. You know, like you and your son, uh, (laughs) you know, the lady I talked with last night, it's uh, her and her son, you know, so, yeah. You know, that's, that's how, you know, that's how it was for us. You know, I don't, I didn't have anybody in Airsoft. I didn't know anything about it. And, you know, my son actually introduced it to me. And that's where it took off. I mean, yeah. Our story. I mean, I could tell you the story if you're ready for it. If you're not, you know, I got a little bit of a history with it. And, you know, it just goes on from there. What uh, did you ever play paintball back in the day? No, you know, I, I, I didn't play paintball like at any fields or anything. Yeah. Um, I remember back, back in the day I used to play, I played in a cornfield once with, I think one of my sister's ex-boyfriends at the time or boyfriend um, and, you know, I just ran a little Titman and I had no clue what I was doing, you know, yeah. sc- scared to get shot. I hid and didn't shoot nobody. And I, it really didn't do nothing for me, you know? Gotcha. Yeah. But, Cornfield. Now, where'd you, know, you grow up? Where were you at? Uh, I'm, I'm in the Chicago area. Oh yeah. Um, I'm at, I'm up in the suburbs. Um, I live real close to, uh, great America and okay. uh, Gurney. So, you know, up when I was a kid, it wasn't so, uh, grown overpopulated you know i mean now we got the mall great america's been there forever yeah houses everywhere so you know i grew up riding four-wheelers and dirt bikes and snowmobiles in the fields but now it's all houses <laughs> so you know i can't do that anymore uh-huh you're still in the same area there yes i'm still in the same area i'm just a little bit um i guess you could say west of there uh in a little town west of like the gurney area yeah yeah i'm i'm in between you know chicago and milwaukee pretty much it's about okay. the same distance for me yeah it's yeah, pretty yeah. cool they got a lot of history out there man chicago and uh milwaukee yeah oh yeah history. it's crazy 
I, uh, I don't like either city. I'm not a city boy. I hate, <laughs> right. I, you know, the city is too, um, city's too crazy for me. You know, maybe when I was in my early twenties, I liked it. Yeah. But now that I'm older I, and I work in the city, so it's not a, okay. I'm down there every day. I, I see the nitty gritty of the city that right. most people don't see and I don't like it. You know what I mean? So I just yeah. stay away. <laughs> I don't blame you. Uh, anytime, you know, I, I kind of live, uh, I definitely live out away from uh, the city or whatever. And I work in the city as well. Uh, you know, a handful of most of the time, most of the time. And uh, I can't stand driving down there <laughs> trying to find parking spots. And, yeah. you know, when we do the construction stuff, we take a, you know, we pull a trailer and uh, trying to find a spot for the trailer yeah. in, a, in a downtown city is, uh, it's, it's so annoying. <laughs> so. You know, I, uh, I did drive a truck at uh, my last job for a big electrical company. And, you know, we were always pulling trailers in and out of the city with poles and everything. And, oh, you know, shit. it was just a, it was a headache, but, you know, it actually made me a better driver Sure, uh, because I could turn and not worry about people. And, you know, it's the, the city life. You're going to bump bumpers. You're going to scrape curves. It's just, it happens, you know, <laughs> right. You just, you just keep going. And if they don't stop, you don't stop and just keep going. Well, we had, uh, speaking of that with, um, you know, pull or you know getting in in and out of these areas with these trucks especially electrical trucks with the booms on them you know the the lifts um they had uh the unit we were working on is part of like uh townhouses really old really old like in built in the 40s and uh we call them townhouses they're more like apartments but solid brick concrete buildings you know uh four units to a building and uh so the power went out on the whole back strip. And, uh, so the behind, you know, the, uh, backyards of those, uh, it goes about maybe 40 feet and then drops off into a ravine. So okay. you don't have a whole lot of space. Well, the main road, uh, that comes down over there, there's like one spot that's open. And, uh, and that's where these utility trucks come in or whatever. They have to do some kind of work. Well, and then there's a, a water pipe it's one of these old water spigots that sticks up like you know three feet out of the ground um maybe it used to be a pump you know a hand pump i don't know but they left it there so they have to it's right in the middle of their like and this is all you know in the grassy area they have to pull off the road into that area so they had one of those boom trucks over there they had to replace one of the poles and um or i guess they they fixed the line but they wanted to replace the pole anyway so they have that big truck that does the, you know, they dig it out and they pound it yeah, in or something. I, yeah, they uh, they have a they're like auger trucks. They got a little auger on. They yeah. they can drill the, they can drill the holes and set the pole with mm-hmm. one one unit. You know, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. So we were standing there watching them. Like, how did they get this thing in there? Uh, where with you know busy ass road, and um. And then they had to go around this water pipe. I'm like, dude, I, I don't. Uh, <laughs> you'd, be, you'd be surprised what you got to do when you got to do it. Yeah, for you real. I mean? Yeah, I mean, we, um, you know, we did a lot of work for the. So in Chicago, we got the CTA, Chicago Transit Authority. It's all the mm. L trains, everything. Oh yeah. So the, the the company I worked for did a lot of work for them. So we're in and out of alleys because that's where a lot of the tracks run, and you know, you're oh, trying shit. to swing. In, you're swinging into an alley with a 53 foot truck and trailer. It's, it's difficult, you know, Ooh. but you know, 
you you sometimes you didn't make it and sometimes you did you know <laughs> you just, and the just, ones you just that gambled. didn't the ones that yeah. didn't those are the ones that show up on uh youtube or whatever with the, the <laughs> yeah <laughs> or those Not, trucks luckily, None of them were ever me, so I'm uh, that's good. good. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, you, I know, man. Uh, seeing those uh, videos where the trucks are going with the uh, trail, you know, the fifty-three footers on a freeway, like a uh, well, maybe like a small highway, but they uh, they don't know the bridge is too low, and it just takes yeah. the top off of the trail. <laughs> oh shit! I, you know, I see it every day. I, uh, I I'm a railroad worker now. Oh, okay. So, so I work for the railroad, and in Chicago, we have a, a lot of bridges, and you would be surprised on the the people that hit them. And yeah. it's like they're they're clearly marked. Uh, you know, this bridge is twelve foot ten, but my truck says thirteen six. I wonder if I can make it. It's like <laughs> really, you know, and, you know. Sometimes you sometimes you sit there and go, "How did uh, that work out for you?" You know, it didn't work out very well. Oh my goodness! Like, well, I think. I think a lot of people don't like. I don't think they understand numbers. Maybe I don't know. Nah, like they don't get it. They don't. You know, that's like the like the first thing I I recommend to drivers that you know I help I've helped train drivers and new drivers and stuff. And you know, I tell them make sure you know the height of your vehicle. You know, just because it says thirteen six, it may not be. It may be twelve foot, but they put the extra just so they're covered. You know. And so we pull out the measuring tape, we measure, so we know exactly what we're, what you're working with, you know, Yeah. because trying to back up downtown, you know, is a nightmare. If you're too tall for the bridge, turning around is ridiculous, you know? Oh yeah. No kidding. Right. Yeah. So that's crazy. It's it's been a, it's been a wild ride. I can say that. Now, how do you like the uh, railroad work? I I love it. Really? uh, You know, it's, it's busy work. It's great work. I mean, besides, you know, Obviously, with all the news going on right now, I'm sure everybody across the country has been hearing about the strike and everything. Oh, um, actually, I didn't. I don't. I don't know. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I'm. Oh, I'm. Uh, I don't. I don't watch the news like at all. Oh, and the guy okay. I work with, it's just me and one other guy. Uh, the partner I work with, we don't. He doesn't watch the news. So we. The only thing he looks up is the weather, because okay. it'll affect what you know if we're painting outside or for whatever. But yeah. uh, I, I honestly, man, I have I haven't seen the news. I, I knew about the Elon Musk thing with the Twitter. That's about yeah. the only thing I knew uh, <laughs> recently. Yeah. So I don't know about the strikes. We'll be right back. This episode is sponsored by Skirmish, the future of airsoft gameplay management. Are you ready to take airsoft to the next level? Skirmish's innovative gameplay solution keeps players and spectators engaged with real-time updates. Capture objectives, detonate targets, medic, and more at skirmish-enabled fields. Skirmish tracks every action so you don't have to. Review past games, action by action, and follow your progress in national rankings. Phones are not required. If you want to find out more, head to skirmish.net. And check out episode 157 of this podcast where I talk with the owner of Skirmish about how it started and how it works. Stay connected, my friends. Yeah, you know, we're, we don't want to strike. I mean, obviously, I don't, you know, can't, I don't know what to talk about, what I can and can't say, obviously, you know, with the whole thing, but we're in negotiations with them. Um, we're set to strike on December 9th. Um, okay. Last I heard, you know, last I heard, if, if the railroad strikes, it shuts down the economy, for, you know, and they were saying, I think, $2 billion a day. Wow. But, you know, Congress has stepped in now and, you know, it's, it's all over sick days. 
um, we don't get sick days and guys are wanting to fight for sick days. So, yeah. um, you know, that's what the whole deal's over, but I, I, I have a feeling we won't, it won't be happening, but you know, I'm in the same boat as you as I don't, uh, really watch the news because in my world it's it's always bad news it's never good news yeah and you know but i mean besides that you know i working for the railroad it's uh it's work man it's you know it's it's back-breaking work sometimes and sometimes it's i'm sure smooth work you know well there's nothing that you're working with on these train cars that is small like everything's I, steel everything's yeah. large everything's solid heavy <laughs> so I, you know, so I don't work on the trains themselves. I take care of the tracks. Yeah. So we maintain all the tracks, you know, trying to replace ties. Um, oh, you know, in, in Chicago right now, you know, it's it's like 20 degrees. So right now is a big time for rail breaks. You know, the rails break in half and then you can't run a train over, so you gotta run out there and fix it. Like you know, the actual steel it. rail? Yeah. It, no it, shit. It snaps. It snaps, yeah. Wow. Um, so you know, it could happen at any time. So uh, you know, I think it was two weeks ago on a Friday. I worked all day. I came home at seven o'clock, I got called out, and I think I got home at like four or five in the morning from fixing a rail break. Holy shit. So, now are these uh so these break when uh most of the time like if a train is running on it right at that moment? No, oh. it just it you know the um the, the steel rail, when it gets hot, it obviously, um, it expands. Yeah. And when it gets cold, it shrinks. Right. So when it starts to shrink, it's got nowhere to go. Uh. And so usually, usually it breaks in like a road crossing. Mm. And so the problem with the road crossing is, you know, how they usually have those metal or not metal, the concrete pads, the cars go over. Yep. Trying to dig those out in the middle of the night to get oh. to the rail break is a pain in the butt. So you, you realistically, you spend more time getting the concrete pads out than yep. you do fixing the rail. I'm know? sure. And there's, and there's so many ways to do it. You can um, bar it up with two joint bars. They call mm. you, you drill a couple holes, you put bars in it, then you can run trains over it for a little bit. Then you got to come in and reweld it. Uh. Um, depending on how it breaks. So you might have to cut it out and then reweld a new piece. in at the, at that, at the same time. Huh. So, I mean, you're sitting out there in the middle of the night, waiting for the welders to weld it you know it takes a while for them to get it just right and everything so it's, <laughs> it's you know it's a lot of work man it's fun though. cold you know, as hell oh man it was uh you know it wasn't even that cold yet a couple weeks ago and you know it's just a difference when the sun's down and you're out there and it's yes like, that wind's blowing a little bit oh and it's brutal out there when that wind's blowing I mean, right now the wind's blowing it in chicago area i think last time i checked it was at 25 30 miles an hour Woo! You, yeah, and it's just cold out there. I was going to do this in my garage tonight. It's called the Windy well, City for a reason. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I don't. I was going to do this in my garage, but I don't have heat in there. And I'm like, because that's where I keep all my airsoft guns and everything as a background. But I'm like, I told my kid, I said, hey, listen, I got to do it in your room tonight. So that's where I'm at now <laughs> doing it. Kicked him I out. Gonna, I love it. I, I was going to do it in my daughter's room, but my uh, my daughter's uh, walls got wallpaper of roses on it. So I didn't want that as a background. Aww, too much. It's okay. <laughs> it could be like this, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you could have one of my roses. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm in touch with my feminine side. It's okay. <laughs> it's all good. Me too, man. Whatever makes my my little my little girl happy. You know? Oh, yeah. I mean, I grew up with two sisters. I'm the only boy. And then, uh, of course, my mom, you know, is a big, big part of our, in our family. And uh, she's Italian. 
So Italian dinners, you know, at home, she made homemade oh. spaghetti and homemade sauce and oh yeah, taught, taught us how to, well, she taught the girls how to make it. I think she might've taught me. I, I don't remember. Um, <laughs> cause I don't <laughs> like to cook, but, uh, but it would take like eight hours, you know, for her to make a oh. uh, homemade sauce, but it was yeah. a fucking bomb, bro. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. I was going to say, tell your sisters to make some, I'll give you my address. You can ship some to my house for me. <laughs> It'll be frozen when it gets there, bro. It's That's fucking okay. cold as shit out there. We could do another podcast while we're eating chicken parm with your uh, homemade <laughs> sauce. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, she taught – my mom actually taught uh, – so my wife and I have five kids, three boys, two girls. Okay. And um, been married 30 years. And uh, she, my my mom taught both of my daughters how to make it. Oh, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, dude. Like a handful of years ago when she was up visiting – or down here, uh, she lives still. We grew up in Ohio, in Cleveland, Ohio. Okay. So I know about the cold. Uh, don't like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it. Don't want to go back there. And we live in South Carolina now. And um, so my mom came down to visit and stay with us for a while. And uh, uh, she taught both of our girls how to make it. So it was oh, really cool. awesome. Yeah, to pass yeah, that yeah. on. Oh yeah, that's something. That's one of those things you you always pass on in a family. You know what I mean? Oh, we're yeah. not Italian, but you know. We're not Italian. We're, um, you know, I got a little bit of everything. I mean, I'm mostly uh, Canadian French is where my, uh, oh, yeah. my, grandpa- my grandparents are from Canada and stuff. And, uh, you know, I didn't really didn't get nothing passed down. We just were a meat and potato kind of family, you know. Oh, sure. just, you know, that's just the way we always were. Well, my wife's uh, family is um, uh, Irish and Scottish. So, okay. yeah, her mom's maiden name is Sullivan. And then her dad, you know, her last name was Christy. And, um, and they, so they did a lot of meat, potatoes, uh, you know, pork, sauerkraut, uh, all that kind of shit. Yeah. 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 We, uh, yeah, no, that's, uh, that's like the best meals, you know? And then when you, when you find somebody else that can cook different stuff, I grew up hating it. You know, I didn't eat a lot of different stuff because I always wanted my meat and potatoes. Yeah. And then as I, as I got older, I started trying different foods and everything. And now I, I love it all. You know, I mean, there's some things I won't eat, but there's a lot of things that I'm, I'm willing to try. At least. For sure. Yeah. There's like maybe three or four things in the world that I don't like, you know, or that I've tried uh, that I yeah. don't like. And, um, and not many, not many. So, yeah, you know, it's uh, I, I eat whatever, man. Uh, mix whatever together. So it was really easy. My wife's a great cook, to be honest. But um I, it would be really easy for her to cook for me if she wasn't a great cook. Like, I don't care. Like just, yeah. you know, throw something, you know, in the oven and I'll squirt ketchup on it. We're good to go. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of a one ketchup. Oh dude, listen. So I'm i uh, I've been, all I do is eat. I put ketchup on everything. So, um, that was always the funny part, like the joke or whatever. When, uh, my kids were growing up. Well, now recently, about a month ago, my wife bought this stuff. I don't really like sriracha sauce or whatever. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So the original stuff that, that my my oldest daughter loved it when she was here. All of her kids are grown and they're out of the house, but um, she loved it when uh, she was here when she was a teenager. And uh, I couldn't stand the smell; it was too garlicky, right? So, uh, well, anyway, my wife got this. Uh, she got it for some new recipe she was going to make. It's called uh, sriracha mayo. So it looks okay. a little bit like a orangish uh, mustard, maybe. Yeah. But smoother. Excuse me. It was, uh, dude. It's so good. 
It's really? super hot. It's got tons of like red pepper stuff in it. And I like spicy food. So yeah. uh, I sent it my, my uh, oldest daughter who loved it. Uh, used to love Sriracha still does. She's married. She lives in uh, Utah in Salt Lake city and has uh, two kids. I sent her a picture the other day uh, of the bottle. And I said, this is my new favorite. And uh, she's like, what? Like, you don't like Sriracha. I'm like, dude, I don't know what the combination, but it doesn't have a whole lot of garlic in it. Uh, yeah. It's that red pepper or cayenne pepper and stuff. Uh, so it makes my eyes water a little bit, um, <laughs> which I love. Uh, so I was putting on everything, dude, like for real, uh, for like a week. And uh, everything <laughs> I put it on, I would take a picture of it, send it to her. <laughs> that's funny, dude. Oh, uh, yeah. That's great. So That, that, would, that sounds good. I don't, I don't like sriracha. But that yeah. sounds like it would be pretty good, like on a BLT or something with the mayo, because that's Dude. that's like the only that's the only time I eat mayo or you know Miracle Whip is on like a BLT, right? And I don't eat them I don't eat them very often, but that doesn't sound too bad. Just add a little kick to it, you know? Yeah, add a little kick. You know what? So like that uh, that's a good idea for like a sandwich or something. The um, what is that stadium mustard? You know this? I, I don't know. I don't I don't eat mustard. I hate mustard. That's the oh, one thing okay, I don't okay. eat. Okay, you know, uh, it's funny because I'm you know. Being from Chicago. Right. I was going to say, if, man, how if, do you. <laughs> if you go anywhere downtown and ask for a hot dog, I have to order with no with no mustard. And they look at you. Oh, dude. And they're like, and if you ask for ketchup, man, they yell at you. Oh, dude, they yell at you like, like <laughs> I'm like, it's for my fries. You're like, we don't have ketchup. Go to McDonald's next door. I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't, <laughs> you know, I'm going to put it on my hot dog, but, I, you know, they don't need to know that. But, oh, you know, shit. It's, and I hate mustard. I won't eat it. For I was going to say that's uh, sacrilegious, bro. Being in Chicago and not getting mustard and hot dog. I see all these cooking <laughs> shows and stuff, you know, where they're going to Chicago and they get those badass hot dogs and just mustard all of them stuff. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, yes, I don't. I won't eat it. See, that's how it was. A similar thing uh, as how it was when uh when I moved here. When we moved here 15 years ago, um, I love unsweet tea. I actually like it. Um, so I don't like a whole lot of sugary drinks. If I'm going to drink calories, it's beer all day. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and yeah. uh, so I've, I've always liked uh, unsweet tea. When we got down here in the South, sweet tea is the state drink. Okay. Yes. Uh, that's what you get with everything, no matter breakfast, lunch, dinner, wherever. <laughs> so I did, I had the same thing happen to me with the, you know, those like, what? <laughs> when I go and order like a, uh, you know, unsweet tea and they're like, Honey, we don't have unsweet tea. <laughs> I'm like, uh, okay, just water, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no, <absolutely. laughs> no coffee or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So no, that's, yeah, that's, that's good, funny. man. That's good. Hell yeah! No, so man, that's uh, awesome. Do you like uh, living that area? You like it around? Yeah, there? you know, I I do. It's you know, unfortunately, I think it's it's the only area I've ever known. Yeah. Um, you know, I got most of my family are pretty much all of it are close. Uh, I did have grandparents that lived in uh, North Carolina up in the mountains in uh, Brevard, North oh, Carolina. Yeah. Um, you know, I didn't really see too much of them. We never went there as kids and stuff. Um, but, you know, I've been there a couple of times. But, you know, it, it's no different there than it is here, really, because when they get snow up there, the mountain shuts down. Yep. You know, so they can't go nowhere. And it's like, at least here, I don't have the mountains to worry about where I'm falling off or anything. Right. Um, you know, I got a. I got some cousin. I got a cousin who lives in uh, Florida. I got two of them that live in Florida. One uh, is in Naples. Oh, yeah. uh, he's down there. So I haven't been there yet. Uh, I got an uncle that lives in North Carolina. It's, you know, it's like a little bit of family everywhere. Uh, the most places I ever go is like Kalamazoo, Michigan. You ever hear of that? Oh, yeah. 
Okay. So that's where like uh, I had relatives that live up there, but they uh they've passed away recently in the past couple of years. Okay. They had a little far they had a farm up there. So we used to go up there because it was only three hours for us uh driving. So we oh, go yeah. up there all the time. You know, we go up there all the time camping and just hanging out. And, right. You know, I, I really miss grow, going there because that's where we always went. But, you know, as you get older, you just kind of, yeah. you know, this this is home for me. You know, this is all I know. And I, I, I told my wife, uh, you know, the housing market by me is absolutely ridiculous. You know, people are paying $200,000 over for a house right now. Yeah. And I'm like, we could sell our house. I want to move down south, like Tennessee. Okay. Uh, we were looking. We were looking at like Arizona and stuff, yeah. But you know, because I can transfer with work, and my gotcha. wife is, uh, you know, my wife is um, a school teacher. I've uh, been a school teacher twenty one years. Oh wow! Um, so I know she can get a job down there. You know, just some licenses she has to do or whatever. Right. Um, but she, you know, they're they're always in demand for teachers. You mm-hmm. know, so we talked about it. But you know, all of our families here. Um, my parents are here. Her parents. Okay. You know, I don't, I have, I said earlier, I said I had sisters, but they're, they're my stepsisters yeah. uh, for my stepdad. Um, I don't really have a relationship with them, but like my sister has uh, a twin sister and then two brothers. So they're all in the area here. So right. it's, it's kind of hard to pack up and leave. It know? really is. Yeah. When you have, especially when you, when you have kids and the kids start getting older yeah. and you're, uh, you're established in that area, like, you know, they have friends, they've been to the, you know, the same school for yeah, in the same system, you know, school system for a while, uh, and you have other family around, man. It's uh, it makes a huge difference. It's better, you know. It really is yeah. helpful. Um, like if you want to go out, like when we were, you know, my wife and I got married. I still had two years left in the military, so you know, exploring was like yeah. easy. Take a five-hour road trip. Oh, no big deal. Like my butt didn't even hurt when I was driving. Yeah, Yeah. I try it now. I'm like, bro, (laughs) like, are we there yet? (laughs) I'm the one asking, are we there yet? You're Uh, stopping every 30 minutes to take a pee. Uh, I just, I just, I I get so uncomfortable sitting in a car like that. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's, uh, it is difficult to move. I mean, we've, we moved down here. My in-laws are down here. So, you know, it was, um, you know, we both grew up up there, but then uh, her dad worked for uh, BF Goodrich years ago. Okay. Uh, Michelin bought them out. This is like over 30 years ago. Uh, and then, you know, had their headquarters down here. And so uh, that's where he uh, transferred to. Um, so he's been down, you know, they've been down here forever. And then we were visiting down here all the time, you know, bringing the okay. kids down. Love the area. Said, hey, we want to get out of the snow. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> get away from the yeah, cold. absolutely. That's, uh, yeah, that's so. about, you know. I love the snow. You know, I grew up with it, but it comes a point where it's like, I'm sick of the snow. Oh, Let me yeah. go somewhere where I, I would like to find somewhere where it stays a cool 65, 70 degrees all year round. Yeah. I'd be super happy. You know, for real. Well, <laughs> I was just talking with somebody about the, uh, about that snow, you know, like the, it's great for the holidays and we still miss it. Yeah. Like when you grow up with it, um, yeah. it, it is, uh, it's hard to get used to, like even now we've been here 15 years. I still can't get used to Christmas without snow. It just looks really? weird. It just doesn't yeah, it doesn't feel right. Um but that snow that is depressing is in January, like late January, you know, after New Year's, after the holidays, everything calms down. Uh and now you're going to work and the sides of the roads have just had snow on them for so long. It's that nasty gray yeah. iced yep. over shit, you know. 
And yeah. uh, you're just like, bro, this is – everyone takes all their Christmas lights down, holidays. <laughs> the only thing you have to look forward to, like all the playoffs are over. The only thing you have to yeah. look forward to is the damn uh, Super Bowl, which ain't for another like yeah. three weeks. So, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah like, no, absolutely. I agree with you 100%. Depressing. You know, I couldn't tell you last time we had snow on Christmas here even. You know, I mean, it's – you know, we had a little bit of snow a couple of weeks ago. It didn't last long. It melted right away. Uh, like last night – uh, it rained. It poured over here. Really? You know, same here. Then, actually, you know, it was weird. And then, you know, I haven't seen any snow in the forecast for a while. I mean, we'd be lucky to get snow on Christmas. I know all the. Um, it's funny because like all the furniture companies, everything in the area. If there's over three inches of snow on Christmas, we'll give you your furniture for free because there's never any snow on Christmas. You know, so they nobody wins. You know, they don't have to give it to free, and people still oh, pay for it. Yeah, it's crazy, but it's we usually. It's been a while since we've had snow here. I can't remember. You know, maybe there has been. I just don't pay attention anymore. Oh, see, that's wild. Okay, so you guys get the cold weather, but not a whole lot of snow. I mean, usually, usually we do get snow. I mean, it just it's like it's like hit or miss here. I mean, we're right here too. Okay, we don't get a we don't. I mean, we get lake effect snow here. Yeah, because like where I I'm like on the I'm like on the border of Illinois, uh, Wisconsin, where I live. You know, yeah. we're pretty close. My parents are actually on the border of the lake right there between Illinois, Wisconsin. And, you know, we get a little bit of lake effect snow sometimes, but usually it's in Indiana, south, of, you know, way south of me. They uh, get a lake effect snow. Or you guys in Ohio get it right. all crazy. Or, yeah, we or did. Help. Buffalo, New York right now, whatever they uh-huh. got. Here, six, <laughs> six feet of snow, whatever they got. You know, oh, it's like, God, I know. So we get a little bit, you know. I mean, growing up, I think as a kid, you know, we had a lot more snow then. And I think it slowly progressively got lower as I've gotten older. But, you know, we'll occasionally get dumped on six, seven inches at a time. Yeah. But it doesn't stay very much. You know, it's not worth having a snowmobile anymore. Oh, right. You know what I mean? So, I mean, you could you could still get away with a, a two-wheel drive car or, you know, truck around here or a front-wheel drive car because they usually – they're pretty good about cleaning the roads right away. And Oh, yeah. So, you don't have to worry. So I just, That is one thing in, in, in Ohio where I grew up. The, uh, the roads, bro, they're out there like salting the shit out of them like yeah, yeah. you know plowing and salting uh we missed very very little school and very little work growing up because or you know especially when i went back yeah. after the military going to work and stuff because they would clear the roads like crazy you know oh yeah they don't you know i don't i couldn't tell you if my you know my son's 13 he's in uh, eighth grade i don't remember him ever having a snow day if it was it was for cold weather yeah. it wasn't for the snow and now they they have Zoom or not Zoom, but they have their Chromebooks that oh, right. um, they can do everything online now. Uh-huh. So they were they they were doing it when COVID was around and yep. schools were down. So kids today don't know what snow days are. That's Poor true. Kids, you know, we got to stay home and play outside and yeah. have fun and like no homework. These yeah. kids got to do schoolwork. <laughs> That's terrible. Oh my <laughs> <Yeah>. god. <laughs> you know, uh. it's like oh, sucks to be them, but you know, it's, <laughs> it's part of life. You know. <laughs> Uh, no shit, right? Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. So, uh, so how old is your son that, that plays Airsoft? So, my son is 13, and okay. then I also have a, a seven-year-old daughter, too. Gotcha. You know, so there's there's a big age gap there. And, it, you know, our story with Airsoft is, uh, it's actually, it's funny because, you know, we, my son got into it. Uh, about two years ago, we've been into it. Okay. okay. So, we haven't, we haven't been in it very long. Yeah. Um. My son says, hey, dad, can we get an airsoft gun? I'm like, okay, you know, let's go look at Walmart or, you know, like the Bass Pro Shops. 
And I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm like, eh. I think we bought him a, a, a Springer pistol at one time. Sure. And, and some little safety glasses. So he was playing around the yard with it with a couple of buddies and everything. And then I think, what, two years ago for Christmas, he goes, Dad, can I get an airsoft gun? So I have a, I have a list here of, you know, I'm going to give a, I'm going to name drop some people and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, go ahead, man. Um, but where I live, uh, you ever hear of Mere Tactical? Yes. Um, so Mere Tactical is in um, close to home. Oh, okay. That's my, that's my go-to shop. Um, you know, everybody in there, um, I got my buddies that all work there. My buddy Ozzy and uh, Tyler, they work in there. They're great guys. And, um, you know, they've always helped me anytime I need something. But so that's, we found Mere Tactical out of a whim. And I'm like, okay, cool. Because I, I, I Googled uh, Airsoft stores. And yeah. obviously, they're, they're the only one. So we went there. And um, I bought my kid a, uh, right before Christmas, it was a, a G&G ARP9. Nice. Yeah. Um, you know, it was on sale. I bought it for him. We got a battery. We got Maggie with it. So then um, we waited for Christmas. You know, he doesn't believe in Santa Claus anymore. So he knows it's for me. Right. Um, so I wrapped it I wrapped it up and everything, and he opened it. So I think it was the, the day after Christmas. Um, we have, I look for fields now. So you ever hear a paintball explosion? No. Okay. So paintball explosion is in Dundee, Illinois, which is, Forty-five minutes south of me, southwest of me, not too bad. You know, depending on the traffic. Um, yeah. They're 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 a real big paintball uh, field. They have five, uh, five or six now, I think, individual different fields. Um, they're they're big for uh, Nuketown from Call of Duty. They have oh, they a have Nuketown, Nuketown building. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cool if you. Uh, I get a million kids that come in every week and you know, I I'm a ref there now. Okay. And that'll be, down, that'll be down the road, but I get a million kids that come on Sundays. I want to play air. So I want to see Nuketown. I want to play Nuketown. <laughs> of course. You know, it, it's, it's so small that I have to wait till the end of the day, because if I get a hundred people on that field, oh. you, you ain't moving. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> about 25, 30 people's perfect, but you know, so we PBX was cool. Um, we started going there. So, PBX unfortunately only does airsoft on Sundays for us. Gotcha. They do paintball Saturday and Sunday, so only airsoft on Sunday. Yeah. So we started going. I signed the waiver for the kid. I got him his. Um, I bought him a real nice mask. You know, I bought him a Die Five mask. So nice. It was easy, easy for him to adjust and everything. Uh huh. Um, so we went out there, and I was, I just was the dad that sat on the bench while he played. Yeah. Um, you know. And we did that for, I sat, I sat on the, the bench and watched him play every weekend, probably for six months. Wow. Um, yeah. I took him every weekend. It was, you know, it was 30 bucks a pop, you know, okay. no big deal. They, they didn't charge me to get in because I didn't play. Right. Uh, you know, but, B, you know, BVs are, you know, whatever. And we bought extra batteries, extra mags. Um, so, yeah, for six months I played. And then uh, – this is where the story gets interesting because I I've met a lot of great people there. Sure, you know, this airsoft airsoft community is like it's it's like a brother sisterhood to me. You know, it it's really almost is. like being in, it's almost like being in the military. I was never in the military. Yeah, but if I had that camaraderie, guess, it's like yeah, it's like being in that. Yep. Um. So you know, there's some regulars that go there. Um. That I became super like great friends with. They kind of took my kid underneath their wing for those six months and. 
played with him, made sure he was good, you know, if he needed anything, because it was kind of wintertime, so there wasn't a lot of people. Yeah. And they wanted him to they wanted him to keep uh being interested in it and having fun. Right. Um, so that you know, that's my boy, my boy Mike and my boy Finn. They are, you know, I've become good friends with them. Um, you know, they're they're the greatest people in the world to me. They're like brothers now. Yeah. You know, I mean, I would do anything for them. They they've helped me out so much with this. Um, so then one day we're sitting there and they're like, after about six months, that's when we all started talking a little bit more and more and more. And uh, they're like, Hey man, how come you don't play? I'm like, well, I don't have a gun. I don't have a mask, you know, nothing. So my buddy Finn throws me one of his guns <laughs> and somebody threw me a mask that they had. And they're like, let's go play. Oh, so shit. I'm like, okay. I gave it a shot. And instantly just running with my son, he was next to me, showing me where to go, what to do. You know, for, for once in my life, I wasn't explaining life to my son. He was yep. explaining it to me. And I felt it was the greatest feeling in the world. And uh, that's really you know, cool. Ever, ever since then, man, it's 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 just taken off for me. I'm uh I am I can honestly say I'm addicted to airsoft, man. I, <laughs> I really am airsoft is my, you know, I I don't drink, I don't do drugs, you know, yeah. stuff like that, but airsoft is my drug it's my one hobby that i love to do even when i'm not playing airsoft i'm thinking about how to play airsoft better or what i can do to help the community yeah you know what i mean that's just the kind of person i am that always wants to do better you know what i've made a lot of great friends um in airsoft there's a bunch of regulars that go there um you know they're all cool we're all in a group chat together on facebook oh that's Uh, cool we all we all do like events together Right. So when we go to a, you know when we go to an event we're not a we're not an airsoft team we're just friends yeah um well, so when we go to events there's like you know twenty of us yeah so we just have so much fun you know we cook out and you know if somebody's guns broken or they need something we're all swapping and you know it's it's a great great time and I cannot complain about it all and uh you know just the guys at the Mere Tactical Store you know. I'm not one. I'm not going to bash anybody's field or anybody's store. I don't, I don't believe in that because yeah. if, if this, if this, if mere tacticals goes out of business, then who's my next store that I have to go to? You know, yeah. I, mean? I, I support everybody. Um, and every field I like, I support, I don't always agree with all their rules, sure. but that's their, that's their field. Um, you know, and like, I know a lot of people, you know, don't like this store. Don't like that store. I'm not like that, man. I okay. like everybody. I like everybody until you give me a reason not to like you. Yeah, I mean, I've ordered from you know SS Airsoft, super cool guys over there. Oh yeah. Uh, I I just ordered from I ordered from Evike a, a handful of times. Uh, you know, super good stuff over there. I've never talked to anybody, but everything right. I've ever ordered's come. Uh, Minnesota Airsoft recently, I ordered a couple things. They came next, you know, two days. And oh yeah, know, everybody's mere tactical has everything that i need yeah and if they don't that's usually when i start looking elsewhere right it just depends on what i'm looking for you know what i mean i um i've definitely done some upgrading in guns uh <laughs> i i went from uh you know having one g and g arp9 to you know i think i'm at 10 guns now and I'm, i no what? longer have the AR, i no longer have the arp9 now you know bro <laughs> Um, I, I tell, I tell my wife they're for my son, but you know, oh, really shit. Knows, you know, um, Hey, look, they're going to hear this. They're, your family's going to hear this and the, they're going to, they're going to set up an intervention for you. 
dude, it's bad. I can't, I just, I, you know, I, I find good deals and, you know, I just picked up, um, uh, what is it? HEK, I think MP5, the VFC model, uh, with the VFC gearbox. I don't know if you mm. know much about them or not. I, well, I've heard, I, I haven't used it, but I've heard a lot okay. of people talk about them. Yeah. I, I've never used one. My son has always wanted one. They're $400 to buy brand new. Yep. I, I bought a used <laughs> one that was never shot for $200. Oh shit. Yeah. And we used it over the weekend and it was the, it was a great gun to use. You know yeah. what I mean? It's not my style, but it's perfect for my son who likes to run around and everything. Yep. Yeah. That's uh, I've been hearing a lot about those. That's a, a lot of people's favorite gun, you know? Yeah. It, you know, I shot it for a couple of minutes um, and I like it. I'm more of a DMR kind of guy. Mm. I like to, I like to shoot far because I'm 40 years old, man. I, I don't run. I don't, uh, <laughs> you know, I look at it this way, man. I, I have a great job. And if I go running down the field and I fall and trip on a branch and I break my leg, I can't work for the next six months. Uh, you know, what am I going to do? So I run the DMR role. I mean, I'll run to the huts and everything. Yeah. But my buddies are like sprinting. Across oh, of the course. Field. Like, I'll catch up to you guys. Don't worry. Listen, you know, teenagers, man, they're like, like flexible Yes. freaking rubber bands or you know like oh they, yeah they even if they break something like my boys you know each of them uh three boys they played football my girls played uh were in dance yeah. competition dance and stuff and they uh you know they'd have injuries they heal like in two days i'm like what oh, god my, almighty my son plays football or he played football last year he broke his kneecap oh shit and he was in a he was in a, a brace for a while and everything but he healed quickly from it yeah, you know, it just he took the wrong hit to it and it broke and it was just it healed on its own. Luckily, no surgery, nothing. And oh, nice! He's, now he's out running around like a normal kid again. And it's like, God, you know, it's I crazy. Just, I I like playing my DMR role. Just yeah, for sure. I've built my guns for that. Okay, you know, all my DMRs are built to shoot far. I shoot uh, four O's out of it. Oh, you know, nice. Three sixes, four O's. So I mean, it's an expensive day what, when I shoot what, four uh, O's. Yeah, that yeah, those are that's heavy BB. What uh, what gun is yeah. it? So I have a, a King Arms uh, TSW skeletonized uh, rifle. Nice. It's all it's all skeletonized. It's got the gold gearbox in it. Um, I had a poor start jack in it for a while, and it just wasn't. It was performing good. I love poor star jacks, but I wanted something different. Yeah. And uh, where I play, I have to be semi locked for a DMR role. Right. Um. And so I was building some other stuff. So I pulled the jack out and used it in a different gun. I actually put a Redline uh, Milsom N7 in it. Okay. Uh, all me- all mechanical, so there's no battery in it. It's semi only. The, the thing is just a, it, you know, I I'm a constant one one point seven eight joules. So with, what is uh, a with three twos? Oh, that's great. Yeah, it's very consistent. What uh? So yeah. it's HPA. It's HPA. Yeah, all my stuff is HPA. I so the engine you just—I haven't heard of the engine. I don't think I haven't heard anyone really, talk about. Really, it's it's a company called Redline. So they make, maybe I have uh, heard of know, it. Okay. Obviously, you know Polar Star, Wolverine, all I them do, guys. I do know Polar um, Star. Yeah. You know Wolverine's another big one. Yep. Um, Redline's not that big. They have—I want to say—they have like two or three engines. Okay. HPA engines. They have uh, an N7. They call it Milsom. Um, it's mechanical, so there's no battery in it. It's kind of like a Polestar Kythera, I think. I don't, much, oh, I don't yeah, know much about I got the Kythera. Yeah, yeah. There's no battery That's what we had. It. That's okay. what we had, yeah. It, it, it's all mechanical. I, 
I fell in love with it. You know, it's 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 a cheaper engine because there's nothing to it. Yeah. Um, it it works every time I want it to. It's consistent. Um, I I drop a little bit of oil in it every now and then just to kind of keep it lubed up. Right. I I probably put ten thousand shots through that thing and never had a problem with it. You know what I mean? And I've gone through Polar Star Jacks. You know, I've had to rebuild a couple Polar Star Jacks because oh, I really? used them. Yeah, oh, okay. you know, the the seals get bad in them, and gotcha. you know they they kind of leak air every now and then. But my my red line is just a it's just a beast plugging away. It's, yeah, I wonder I if those guys that built it. I wonder if they're uh, if they're uh, Mass Effect fans because uh, they named it N Seven. That's a you know part of the the video game. Oh, okay. I'm not too familiar yeah, with yeah. games, but yeah. yeah, Mass Effect. That was the uh, yeah. So that's funny. I have to I have to reach out to them and see. Yeah, um, reach out to them, and they're I, you know they're they're a local company in Wisconsin here, um, and you know they're uh, it's a killer product for me, man. Like I said, I yeah, I don't like I won't. I'll use anything. I'll I'll try anything once until I find that that what I love, you know. Yeah, and I just fell in love with the red line, man. It's never failed me, and for the past year and a half now, it's been uh, plug and go, man. And that's awesome. No, no dude. maintenance or nothing. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. You know, out, out of all my guns, that's I can honestly say that's my gun. You know, uh-huh. the other the other ones are the kids. You know, the kids <laughs> gun. He's, you know, and he's got a bunch of them. But you know, except when you're buying, uh, you know, hundreds of dollars of parts or whatever for, and you're you're like, oh, honey, it's it's for uh, it's for our son. You know, you know, yeah. <laughs> You know, I, unfortunately, I'm the airsofter that goes into the store, and I buy a, a VFC Avalon. You know, they're four hundred and something dollars. I take it home, I rip it right apart, and put an oh. HP engine in it before I even shoot it. You know, what I mean, that's just the kind of per- <laughs> that's the kind of person I am. I, I I told you I have a problem. I'm addicted to oh, it. Oh you know shit! I mean? uh, you know, my buddy Mike uh, that I mentioned earlier. You know, he's uh, he's my uh, my tech. Gotcha. Um, you know, he does all the builds. He's actually, he, he's a, uh, ex Navy guy retired from the Navy, you know, younger gotcha. kind of, he's just turned 40 actually. Okay. Um, so he knows all the, you know, he builds high cap as he builds, you know, HPA stuff, AEG stuff like that. He's been my gun guy since we started and we got to know each other. You know, I'll go to his house and hang out on a Wednesday night with them and he'll build my gun in an hour while we're having, uh, you know, he's having a beer and I'm drinking a, a Mountain Dew or something, you know, yeah. and we're just, we're just baloney and, and talking and everything. And it's just a good time. And, you know, my buddy Finn, he's, uh, he's not a tech, but he's smart enough now where he's been doing it. So if I need help with something, I go to him too. And we just kind of hang out at his house and throw it together and have fun. Mike's more of our technical guy when we need the expert help. You know what I mean? Yeah. We co- we call him, but I, I love hanging out with both those guys. They're like brothers and, you know, our, our other buddy Twitch you know he works there. They're, the three of those guys are like, they're they're like family now, man. They're the they they got me in the airsoft. They're they're like my brothers. I look out for them. They look out for me. I mean these guys these guys run you know fifteen hundred dollar guns. Oh and god. They they have no problem giving it to my son or me to use. Yeah. You know what I mean? Without a doubt. And so they they've actually they're the ones that kind of made me into the the person I am today in airsoft. You know what I right. mean? Um. I got another regular guy that comes. So, you know, we started playing at PBX. That's that's like our go-to field before I jump ahead here. Yeah. Um, we're playing every weekend. Now I'm addicted to it. My son's addicted to it. We're playing. We're playing. Uh, last year, 
we uh, in football, he played on Sunday, so we didn't really get to play airsoft too much. So we kind of missed out for a couple months. And then when football was over, we got right back into it. Um, well, about a year ago now, I've been refing. Um, I started refing at the field. Yeah. So I, I took a refing job at the field. You know, obviously, I I don't do it for the money. I don't. You know, it's a decent little paycheck you get. I buy BBs with it, or right. you know, whatever I airsoft stuff. Yeah. I do. I did it to help the kids, man. Right. You know, because. I go to these fields and I see, you know, what these guys that they, they do for the, the next generation of airsoft. And, you know, it sounds kind of weird when I say I do it for the kids, you know, I'm not like that or anything, but, you know, I want these kids to have a great time. Sure. I want to, I want them to experience what, you know, what airsoft is truly about. And, you know, so that's what I do when I start reffing, you know, I, I find that the, the kids that look scared or, you know, they got, <laughs> they had the, the rental guns, you know, uh-huh. I mean, I don't know if you know, but you know, most places you go to the rental guns are junk. You oh, know, yeah. they give you, a, they're used they and abused, one, man. Yeah. They give you a battery, one high cap <laughs> mag and a uh-huh. bag of BBs and tell you, here you go. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I actually, you know, after refing, everybody started calling me airsoft dad. That's my. That's just been my name now because I'm the dad of my hey. son, obviously. Yeah, um, perfect. And I, you know, I really look out for the community at the airsoft field. I, um, you know, I had a, a mom and a little son come in probably about a year ago, and they rented it. They rented guns and everything. And I remember the kid being real upset, and I walked over to him. And I said, hey, man, what's wrong? You know, he's got to be 11, 12 years old. Yeah. And I asked him, I said, what's wrong? He goes, well... You know, this gun doesn't work very well, and I hate having to put BBs in the mag and keep winding it up. And, you know, I'm getting shot while I'm trying to refill. So I said, come with me. So I walk over. I got one of those big husky toolboxes that I roll on the ground, and I pulled out a, a drum mag for an M4. You know, I said, here you go, kid. Use it. And the smile on his face went, you know, he smiled from ear to ear. Yeah. And, you know, all it was it was a drum mag. You know what I mean? But <laughs> it, it holds 2,000 rounds of BBs. Yep. He he didn't have to reload, so he used it. And I remember he came back to me. I said, I'm going to let you use this, but you got to make sure you give it back to me. So after the day was over, you know, he came running to me and he gave it to me. Yeah. You know, he gave it back to me. Thank you so much. And then, you know, the mom came over and was like, you know, thanks for doing that. You made his day. But that's just what I, that, you know, that's just what I do. Yeah. Um, you know, and slowly they've been coming back. And now he has his own gun. So I've been helping him with getting parts and you know he's got one battery so when his battery dies i i carry batteries so i'm always throwing him batteries or you know bear or you know bbs or drum mags whatever he needs and i just know his mom you know i don't see the dad too much you know i i don't know the story and i don't care you know that's their business yeah. but you know i make the kid happy when he's there having fun you right. know whatever he's whatever he's going through at his house or you know whatever's going on at home I want him when he's there to have a good time. And now he knows, he knows me. So now every time he comes there, the first thing he does is run up to me, airsoft dad, what's up? How you doing? (laughs) Do you, do you you remember me? I'm like, of course I remember you, dude, come on, you know? And um, I'm like, you got everything you need today. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, well, something happens. Make sure you come see me. So, uh, you know, he comes over and sees me. He says, hi, he says, bye. You know, I just, that's cool, man. That's, that's what I'm about. It's like, it's like being a coach on a team. Correct. Yes. Yeah. You know what mm-hmm. I'm doing? I'm doing that, 
you know, not just for like the noobs with the rentals. Uh, you know, I have a father son that come out the what a month ago, the son's gun broke and the dad was like, Oh shoot, what are we going to do now? You know, I gave the kid, I got a, I got a custom gun that I built. It's um, it's kind of like a G and G SSG one, but I put a, it's HPA yeah. and I had it, I had it painted carbon fiber, gold carbon fiber. So what? it looks pretty. Yeah. It's gold carbon fiber. It's hydro dipped. Oh shit, so, dude. Yeah. So, I mean, it's got, it's got a carbon fiber butt stock on it. You know, that's uh, you know, by itself, I think with, with shipping everything, that's a $200 piece. You know what I Dang, mean? Right. You know, I, I paid 300 bucks to have the gun painted and you know, I, it, you know, we'll call it a twelve, thirteen hundred dollar gun, no problem, with everything. And the 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 kids, the kid, the kid's gun broke, and he's like, "Man, he was all bummed out." So I took my backpack off, I took my air tank out, I handed the kid the gun, and he looked at me, and I go, "Keep playing." He goes, "I can use your gun." I said, "Absolutely. You're not going to do it. What are you going to do to it that I, I I'm not going to do it to it, or my son's not going to do it to it? And if it breaks, I can fix it." Right. You know, I I, I want this kid to have a good time. I always carry extra stuff with me just for that reason. Um, you know, so, I mean, my PBX family over there is really awesome. You know, my, my regulars that come there, they don't give me any problems when uh, I'm refing. Um, you know, I take care of everybody. I've met a lot of great people there. I know you recently interviewed uh, Ruby, Ruby Gold. I'm oh, Ruby yeah. Gold. Dude, I can't begin to tell you how um, – so – they came to our field, uh, maybe been about a month now, maybe a little bit less or a little bit more. And, you know, I see 150 people on a good day come in and out of our field. Right. Uh, so it's hard. It's hard to keep track of everybody and watch everybody. There's there's usually three of us. There's a, a head ref and then two refs. And um, I met Ruby that day. Him and his team came out. They were at a different field in Illinois. And then they came up on Sunday. Dude, the nicest group of guys I've ever met in my life. I didn't have any problems with them. Every time I shot them, they called their hits. Yep. They were respectful. They were just genuinely good dudes. And that's where I met him and I became friends with them on Instagram. And, you know, he's just a killer dude. I see he's making a big name for himself now, dude. He's getting out there and yeah. he's doing his thing. And, you know, I'm happy for him. I'm, I'm trying to support him. And, you know, he's he's kind of like the guy that gives me – you know, my, my motive to keep going and sure. do good, do good for the community. You know what I mean? Oh, he's and, a good dude. He goes, he goes everywhere. Dude, he goes everywhere. Like he travels around. He's got the energy level of a freaking, you know, yeah. five-year-old, like just up here, oh, yeah. like he's ready to go. Like, here we're going, you know, we're going over here. Yeah. We're going to do this plays hard. Uh, you know, he's just a, yeah, all around. Okay. A great player. I mean, that uh-huh. kid, I I watched him go. We got a a field we call Vietnam. It's got a little creek and a bunch of trees and stuff. I watched him crawl his way up and knife somebody. It's actually in one of his videos. Um, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, dude, I've never seen that at my field in my life since I've yeah. been doing this. You know, and just a great all around dude, man. I mean, I I love the guy. He was great. I mean, I can't wait to meet up with him again and play with his his whole. His whole crew. Yeah. You know, I mean, they're all they're all great guys. And uh I still chat with them every now and then. I post them and you know, tag them and post and uh, you know, just different stuff with the guy. He's great. I mean, I've met a lot of great guys on Instagram. Um, it's funny because when I started off my Instagram, it was just like uh 
I don't have one. Let's try it. Yeah. I think I had, I had 20 people on it and you know, they were mostly people I know that I personally know, you know what I mean? And I, I, I actually just hit a milestone the other day. I hit 156 people. I think right now I'm at 159. Nice. And I'm like, this is cool. You know what I mean? I'm slowly getting up there and people are starting to see the name and, you know, I'm not doing it for fame. I'm not doing it for anything like that. It, but you know exactly. I, I yeah. want to be able to go. You know, I got big plans this year. Um, another group of guys I met. I think you just did with them too. Was the Gorilla Gun Club? Yes. Um, you know, I I don't know them guys. They don't know me. They had a live video. I started following them on Facebook, and I just chopped in their their chat with them and started talking with them. It was funny because we were talking about AAPO ones, and they they they're a big AAPO one guys, and then. I have both. I have a high cap and an APO one. Yeah. And so we got, that's how we got to talking, you know, over a gun that we both have. And the dude's cool as hell. And I know, we, I know they live in Georgia and that's yep. one of my goals. One of my goals is to get down there this year, um, you know, and visit. Um, I got a couple different places I want to go. I want to go to Florida. I don't know if you ever heard of um, JJ Moore. Huh. Um, JJ Moore, check him out on YouTube. Dude, he's, a killer tech, man. That guy can, I, I swear to God, guy can build an airsoft gun from the ground, a gearbox and stones. Up, <laughs> with his eyes closed. I mean, he just, yeah. he's, he's super good. I've, I've become friends with him now for a while. Um, I talked to him on the phone a couple of times about some problems I was having with my guns. Yeah. He's, he set me up in the right direction. He actually runs, um, he runs a field down there. I know he works at, it. he's a tech there, battalion airsoft. It's in Jacksonville, Florida. Okay. Um, He's really big on YouTube, though. Jack, J.J. Moore, Battalion Airsoft, dude. The guy is killer. One of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. Uh, you know, he, he would do anything for you. And, you know, he just – he doesn't know me. I don't know him. And we just became good friends, you know, talking yeah. on the phone every now and then. And I message him. He messaged me. I know he's got a um, a kid that's looking for a gun. So I got an old KWA here I'm going to send to him. I told him, I'll send you this gun, J.J. I got seven mags with it. Do your do your magic to it, and then send it to the kid that needs it. Yeah, you know I don't. You know I want to help kids. You know what I mean. I'm not. I'm definitely not. Uh, I'm not no C7 Viper or nothing. You know I don't have. <laughs> I don't have. I don't have millions of guns, which I wish I did. But you know that guy's another one. You know I follow him. Great guy for the community, dude. Right. I mean, just a, a, a genuinely nice dude. I mean, I, I I don't interact with him as much as I do with like Ruby or JJ Moore. Um, yeah, I'm looking up JJ Moore right now. Actually, yeah, yeah, dude. But yeah, C seven is really cool too. Yeah. Oh yeah, you know he seems cool. Um, you know, like I said, I've only I watched his videos. I'm I follow him on Instagram. I think what he does for the community is just great. You know, yeah. It's just a super genuine, genuine dude, and uh, just awesome. And uh, I got to meet know, him uh, briefly. I got to meet him in. Uh, in Georgia, actually, at uh, SS really? Airsoft. Mm-hmm. So we went uh, for the uh, Call of Duty event that they had okay, yeah, uh, yeah. a few months yep. back. Yeah. Yeah. So there was uh, Alex Z- uh, Zedra. Um, there is uh, – there was a handful of people there. And yeah. um, so I don't know if you follow him on Instagram. Uh, Jammer Actual is his Instagram no. name. And uh, you have to look him up. He's okay. a uh, – he's an ex-Marine – you know, I was in the Marines. He was in the Marines. He's, uh, he's, uh, he's quite a bit younger than me, but, um, he was, uh, in force recon and 
just recently, like within the last year or so, has has done a couple of airsoft events. Really? So yeah, and he so he was at this Call of Duty. So he is actually the guy that plays Call of Duty okay. Ghost. Okay. Yep. Yep. Okay. I I I was I was watching the whole thing on Instagram when they were doing their event with that. So I, yes. I I'm familiar with it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's 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 funny you say that too because you know this this after the holidays come next year I want to take a road trip. I've talked to JJ Moore down there in Florida. He's in Jacksonville. I'm going there to see him. And on the way back, I want to stop at SS Airsoft because I'm going to meet up with the dudes from Gorilla Gun Club. Nice. I'm going to run. I'm going to run with them. And then you know, through the whole Instagram thing, you know, whole Instagram thing, I, I've always wanted a high cap. Yeah. And I don't know if you uh, know about him or follow him. Another great guy is um, Psy Kappa Customs. Oh, High Cap uh, Customs, yeah. Psy Kappa. C-Y- oh, uh-uh. Yes, yeah, C Y C A P A Custom Kappas. Okay. Um. Alex is his name, dude. I've I've been I've been following him for about six months now. Just another great guy builds the most amazing high cap as you'll ever see. Um, really, I know it, he he's a one man show. He doesn't have a you know he doesn't have a store. He builds them on his house. Um, everything he builds is custom one off stuff. You know because. You know how I mean I don't know how it is for you, but I can walk into any airsoft store and buy the same gold, green, pink, right. purple, high high kappa. Um Alex I've seen them, yeah. You know, Alex at Psy Kappa, he builds them them that way, but he does laser engraving, he does grip stippling. Um, you know, so his guns are always one off compared to everybody else's. I see it. I I just found him on Instagram. Yeah, I just followed him. Okay. Okay. Dude, the coolest guy. He'd be another great guy to uh, sit down and chat with. Yeah. He, he, he's been in the game a long time. But, I mean, if you look on his website, his guns, his high kappas are re- a really good price, I think, for what you get. Right. Um, you get a, a, a handmade, fine-tuned, you know, if he takes it out back and he shoots it, he doesn't like the way it shoots, he's pulling it all apart and fixing it before he sends it to you. Yeah. Um. So I bought one of his guns. Okay. And I... I love it. It's on my Instagram post. So if you follow my Instagram, oh, I'll have to look at it. it. It's my gray high cap with all the lasering on it. Okay. Um, I, I absolutely love that gun. Um, and so I, I watch all of his videos. Uh, I message him all the time. I've called and talked to him. He's called, talked to me. He had a live stream one night and we were talking about sponsorships. Mm. And so we're talking about, it. he's like, yeah, you know, I don't sponsor anybody, but you know, whatever. So like a month goes by. We, we had kind of messaged and talked about it, and I didn't hear nothing back. So I'm like, okay, you know, no big deal. Well, then he messaged me. He's like, hey, don't think I forgot about you. I didn't. I've just been busy. Let's talk about your sponsorship. So dude calls me, Alex, and we're talking. Like me and you, we're talking. So he, he sponsors me. He gives me a sponsorship. Right. And I'm like, I'm like Alex, dude. <laughs> I'm a nobody. I'm a nobody. I'm just an airsoft dad in Chicago, man. I'm not the big time league guys. He's like, he's like, I don't care about that. Right. I like, I like genuinely good people that I want to put my name out there with. Sure. And I feel, and I think that's how you are. And I'm like, dude, I, I'll never let you down. You know, that you're, you're my guy now. You're, I'm going to, I'm going to promote your, your brand as much as I can. So sure. all my, 
all my stories have his stuff in it. And, you know, I, I think it's kind of bad because I overdo it sometimes, but I'm just in love with his work, man. And he just does great <laughs> stuff. You yeah. Know? And I, I, and I, I try to do it for everybody. And actually Alex over there at uh, Psy Kappa, he's, uh, he's building all the guns for LA Kappa now. Oh shit. So if you go on LA Kappa's website, uh, eventually, I'm not sure if there if there's any yet. I know he just started, but he's he's just building guns for for uh, L.A. Kappa now. They got a they linked up and whatever yeah. business they do. So if you buy a high cap from L.A. Kappa, it's going to be built by Alex. That's you know Psy Kappa. Oh, that's and, wild. Uh, okay. So you know his his name's being stamped on everything that he builds because you can he can back his work up. You know what I mean? It's airsoft, dude. I don't care if you have, you know, uh, your neighbor in the garage build it or the best tech in the world build it. You take it out one time, anything could happen. Oh, you know for what I mean? real. It's, it's airsoft. That's just the way it goes. You know, it's the nature <laughs> of the beast, man. And, you know, I, I don't I don't blame anybody for anything that breaks or anything. It's just, it is what it is. And, you know, but, I mean, Instagram's been, like, super cool with me, man. Like, uh, you know, there's a, there's, a, there's a group up here that runs up here. They're called the Jokers. Mm. You know, they're, they're a pretty big team, okay. super chill guys. I I've, uh, I've watched them play indoor when I used to ref indoor. Um, actually one of their team members now, uh, his name is Joker or Joker's ghost. Um, younger kid. He's I think 16 or 17. He's actually a ref with me. Oh, um, yeah. I, I, I took kind of took him underneath our wings, showed him how to do it, you know, and he's a, he's a great kid. And, it was funny because uh, a couple of weeks ago, the Joker's uh, president had messaged me and was like, "You are you on a team? And I'm like, no, I'm not on a team. He's like, are you interested in joining the Jokers? And I'm like, <laughs> you know, how cool is this? I'm, an, I'm a, a Sunday weekend warrior. Yeah. Now I'm friends. I'm friends with some big time people here now. And now I got people looking at me to be on their team. I'm like, dude, I'd love to be on your team. I just don't know if it's the right fit for me. Yeah. Um, because my buddy Mike Finn and my buddy Twitch, we're they've already created a team that I'm kind of part of already. Right. I'm just I just don't have a jersey or nothing yet. And but it, you know, those are my ride or die kind of guys. You know, what I mean, we just yep. we have we have fun and just you know we all have the same I guess you could say personalities and mm-hmm. life lifestyles. So it's like those are my go to guys. And the Jokers are great guys. I mean. If they needed an extra guy to run with them on a team for a big event, I would definitely run with them. I got no problem with them. You know what I mean? They're they're a lot of great people out here, man. It's 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 been a, a wild ride the past two years, man. I'm sure. You know, well, that's I mean, the that's the one thing that you know the the common theme that I've heard from everyone that I've talked with is uh, this, and this is what surprises me all the time. So you know, I've said it so many times but this is uh the one sport and one hobby that uh people get into that the uh community like everyone else that's like veterans that have been playing yeah. forever you know airsoft players that have been playing forever uh they welcome they're still welcoming the new guys yeah. all the time like when you get into other hobbies uh a lot of times well sport hobbies you know sports they're uh it's you don't really get that kind of welcome, you know, yeah, to the, welcome to the club kind of, you know, feel, <laughs> um, you don't get that camaraderie. 
and there's a little bit of uh arrogance maybe i guess uh with other sports and stuff that um like they don't really deal with the younger you know the the younger generation or the newer players or the whatever people that are coming in and yeah. uh and every every single person every single person i've talked with is uh when i started out i had so many people help me and yeah. now you're doing the same thing and this is like uh you know, paying it forward. It's got to yeah. be the biggest pay it forward group on the planet. Like for real. No, you're, you're absolutely right there. And that's, uh, you know, that's, that's kind of why I stay with it. You know, don't get me wrong, man. Um, you know, I play at PBX every weekend. I have a field that's probably the same distance in Wisconsin called black ops in Bristol. If you ever, they're on Facebook. I don't think they have an Instagram. Okay. Um, black ops is, I think he's at a hundred acres. Oh, you know, wow. he's in the middle. Of, he's, he, it is a really nice field. Nice. Um, the owner's name is Will super chill guy. He really gives back to the airsoft community. The only downfall I see is every time I go there and I like going there, you know, there's a lot of hatred toward other fields and other people there. And I don't like that. You know mm. what I mean? I, I like to support everybody. Yeah. I don't, I, I won't talk bad. There's a couple companies that I, I won't support after some stuff I've seen and done. But yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put them on blast with you and the whole world to know. That's no. my personal my personal opinion. Um, you know, I try to support everybody that I can. And you know, Black Ops has different rules than what I'm used to. So when I see something happening, uh, for example, I played there Saturday with me and my son and. I didn't know. It's our first time playing on a Saturday because the weather was like 52 degrees. It was beautiful. Yeah. And um, I was in a building. And I had my DMR, so I got a 50-foot engagement. And a kid poked an AK. I think it was an AK through the window. And he shot me in the back on the side of the head layer like four times. Ooh. And I, I, I wear a full-face mask, needless to say, but he got me right in the head. you know. And he didn't mean to get me. And I got up and... I was very, very angry. I was like, yeah. what about the engagement? You know, because at my field, it's 10 feet unless you have a pistol. Gotcha. And there's no engagement. So the kids, the kids like, there is no engagement. I'm like, there's 10 foot. You know, I'm going, I'm yelling. At the <laughs> so I finally, I walked back to my spawn. I cooled down. Yeah. Because I'm only, I'm human just like everybody else. And of course. So I asked the referee, I'm like, hey, what's the engagement distance? He's like, we don't have them for rifles, riflemen. I'm like, really i'm like okay perfect so we finished out the day long story short you know i see the kid as i'm pulling out the kids walking back to play field I say, hey man you don't want to shot me in the head and he kind of looked at me you know yeah right and i said and he goes yeah man i'm sorry about that i said dude don't be sorry i said i'm sorry for getting a little hot-headed and yelling when i didn't know the rules yeah you know i'm mad enough to apologize you know what I'm saying? sure and I, he's like, dude, I, I was really mad. I was really upset. I didn't, I didn't mean to shoot you in the head. I'm like, dude, it happens. That's the yeah. nature of the beast. Right. You know, I said, I'm sorry for yelling at you. He's like, no, no worries, man. It was good. It was fun. Blah, blah, blah. And I said, man, you're lucky. I didn't catch you coming back. Cause as soon as you shot me head and I had to go cool off, I was coming after you. I couldn't <laughs> find you. You know what I mean? Me and, me and my son were coming to tag team and with our guns and we couldn't find them, but uh, you know, it, it was it was all fun inside, you know? Right. But you know, these these fields I've noticed, you know, this field doesn't like this field. This field doesn't like that field. This, you know, these people don't like this company. This company doesn't like, I'm like, you know, this, we don't need that negative negativity in this airsoft community because 
without either one of these companies or either one of these fields, I feel like we'd have nothing. Right. You know, if one if one shut down, then the other one shut down. What do I have? I yeah. have nothing to play or nowhere to go buy my stuff. And I just I don't like that. You know, and I see a lot of guys, and you know, a lot of military guys are absolutely great guys. Yeah. And I got nothing against it. But I see some of them up by me that take it a little too serious. Oh yeah. And you know, I I don't know if that's something, you know, that you know, because I know the mil. I've never been in the military. My whole family has. But you know. I know you guys are trained to kill people. You know what I mean? And are you able to let that go? And are these guys able to let go out there and realize it's just a game? But, you know, it's not just the military people either. I got a my, my buddy, um, Raymond. He's a regular at PBX. This kid's all about killing people. He's the greatest yeah. player in the world. If I, if I had to put the team together, I would pick Raymond because I know he knows what he's doing. He's got killer guns and he shoots at everybody. Right. That's all he's a. All he's about is shooting people. I'm like, man, dude, this, you know, let's let's get back to the community. You know, let's have some fun. You know, he's he's shooting people through cracks of the doors and shooting the feet. I'm like, I'm like, really, dude? You can't you can't even give him a chance to get out of the building before shooting him. You know, I bust his chops a little bit, but you know, it's all fun and games. But you know, it, yeah, I mean, there uh, are there's definitely a handful of people. They're always going to be that yes. uh, that take whatever they do serious. You know, too serious. And, uh, you know, that's, that is part of it. I'm, and a lot of the military guys, you know, especially the ones that are fresh out, man, if yeah. I would have played, if I would have played at a real, you know, a, a regulated field, um, when I started playing paintball, like two years, you know, year and a half out of the military, uh, I, we were intense. Like we were pretty damn yeah. intense. Now we played with just, you know, pickup games, like in a field, you know, uh, yeah. in the woods, my buddy's house, whatever. So there was no strict rules and we wanted that way. Cause we, we just wanted to hurt each other. Like we were blowing yeah. <laughs> off steam, you know, like we didn't give a shit. So there was no rules. Uh, I, yeah. So I'm guessing, you know, a lot of these guys that come out of the military, they are definitely like gung ho hundred percent. Yeah. We don't do anything half-assed. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I could see that, but I, I feel like, you should have the uh, the wherewithal to understand your surroundings. So when you get to a yeah. field and half of the team or, you know, half of the people playing there are underage, you know, they're like, yeah. they're 14, 15, 16. Uh, you should like, no, Hey, this is, you know, Oh yeah. Oh, duh. This is just a game. Okay. Yeah. It's no big deal. You know? Uh, and by the way, when you leave here, uh, nobody in the outside outside of this room, outside of this game yeah. field, is going to even know who won or lost. Nobody. Yeah. Unless I, you, I, you know, post it. But like that's, it's just, just calm down a little bit. <laughs> I, I, calm I down. I, half the time, I couldn't even tell you. I, I when I'm refing, I know what game modes I'm playing. But when I'm playing, I don't do any of the objectives. I just go to try to have fun. Yeah. You know, I take my time. If I get one person in the whole game. I'm happy with yeah. it. But, you know, I also see the, you know, and maybe this is my problem too, because now I've, now I've noticed myself trying to help more people on the field instead of actually playing. So gotcha. I need to step back a little bit and really start getting into playing and enjoying myself a little bit and not worry about everybody all the time. And, yeah. You know, I mean, you, you got that. You're the, you're a coach, man. You're the, you're the airsoft yeah. dad. Like you're, people are coming to you for advice. Yeah. And, you don't mind helping and uh, you know, it yeah. helps them out. It, it, it helps you out. That's good. You know, I, and it's, I enjoy it, but you know, I, I do this with my son because 
you know, this is a father-son thing that we both enjoy to do. And, you know, unfortunately, when he gets on the field, I lose him. He's gone. You know, he's, he's running. Bye. He's like, you know, yeah, taking exactly. off, like, bro. Hell yeah. I'm all, I'm all worried about him. And he comes back he's laughing. <laughs> and he's, you know, my 13-year-old son pushes better than most grown men that I play with. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm yelling at these guys. I'm like, if you're letting a 13-year-old kid outrun you or I'll push you. You guys got problems. Get up there. And it kind of motivates these people to get going, you know, cause I get, I get all sorts of that uh, PBX. I get all sorts of, you know, from brand new players to experienced beyond experienced players. You know what I mean? Right. And I, I, I like to run a, unfortunately I don't make the rules there and I have to abide by the parks rules and, you know, under 18 kids have to wear a full paintball sealed mask. Yep. Which I agree with in the first place. I do too. That protects kids. I don't yeah, like dude. seeing kids with just with just goggles on. You dude. know what I mean? I don't like that. Teeth getting shot out and no nah, man. Yeah. Uh uh-uh. If you're eighteen, you can do whatever you want, but ten to ten to eighteen years old, they should have the full face mask. And hundred you know, percent some some fields we go to, they don't they don't have to do that for the kids. And I'm like, man, that's just I would never do it to my kids, so I don't you know to, to each its own, I guess. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, for sure. But you know, I get out. I get on that field, and I want to help everybody. I want to. I want the games to go smoothly. I don't want to kick people out. I don't want to yell at nobody. I yell at more people for taking their mask off right now in this weather because they fog up than I do for anything. And it's like, yeah. I tell them if you have to take your mask off, come see me or the other ref. We'll put you in a safe spot, and you can do it. You know, but they, they don't listen and they don't care. And you know, I've had to kick people out for. I take we we at our field we integrity shoot people. Um, if you don't call your hits, I'm getting closer to you. If you don't call your hit, I'm getting closer and closer. And I don't like kicking people out. I'll give people a break. Yeah. And if you don't, you know, if you don't call your hit the first couple times, I'll have a talk with you on the side. Hey, man, call your hit. Otherwise, you got to sit out or go home. Right. And after that, after that, you're you know, nine out of ten people are great. You know, I got some people that argue with me and all oh, you didn't, you know, you didn't shoot me. I'm like, dude, my gun, my guns are built by professionals and I know what they shoot. I've hit you. I saw it hit you, you know, and right. it, it, I, it's just crazy the way some people want to argue with you. But, you know, for the most part, man, I, I don't have a lot of problems with anybody on my field. I get those crazy speed yeah. soft boys every now and then, but they're great players. Yeah, it's um, like I one, I, one in, you know, 20 or one in 50 yeah. people that, you know, you're going to once in a while, but the majority of the, of the players are really good. The majority of the, of the staff at these fields are good. You're going to have yeah. one or two here and there that are, you know, whatever. But uh, yeah, I mean, speaking about the, these fields that, you know, that are kind of close together and they, um, you know, competition is good. Competition is good for us as humans. It's good for business. Uh, yeah. It's definitely good for business. Uh, because they can, you know, they, they, it makes them get better. So, uh, and there's a balance just like everything else in life, you know, there's a balance. So there's a balance with being competitive on the field as a player and wanting to win. I mean, otherwise everyone would just, just stand around and do nothing like, Oh, I don't care (laughs) if I get shot. Oh, I'm out. All right. And nobody would win anything. So uh, that's not fun either. So there is a balance of be gung ho uh, but you know, like during the game, it's like, we've made this joke here before too, is, uh, when you're, uh, when we, 
when we played paintball, me and my buddies, we're, we're all, we worked together. We worked in the same place. And then somebody would bring their brother-in-law or something like that. So it kind of grew that way. But so we all knew each other very well. We're all friends. It's not like we hated each other. But when we said go, you're yeah. my enemy, bro. Okay. I'm going <laughs> to yeah. fuck you up. Okay. I'm going <laughs> to fuck you up. And then at the end of the game, we can shake hands. But during yeah. the game, you're dead meat. Okay. Uh, and that's, you know, that's the good part of competition, having that balance, just like we see in sports. Uh, you know, the being a good sportsman is a really, I guess, a fundamental part of being an adult. And that's what you teach, yeah. you know, these younger generation. And that's what they're learning in Airsoft because they see that. They see these, you know, wholesome players, you know, they, they call them yeah. like, hey, like Ruby, uh, like most people I've talked with are players that be honest, be honorable, call your hits and, yeah. uh, you know, and then you pass that on, you teach that. And these, you yeah. know, these younger generation, they see that coming up and they go, okay, I want to do that. Uh, but, and, and the same thing with these, with these uh, fields, these, you know, field owners, hopefully they grow up over the, you know, in time yeah. and say, Hey, you know, this spread negative is not really the way to go. Like, don't yeah. worry. Like you can take constructive criticism or be constructive, you know, like have some yeah. constructive criticism and, uh, and then learn from it and grow and try to be better. But uh, trying to push somebody down or push yeah. another business down to get up, that's the old, that's the old time story, man, of, uh, you know, of shitheads just trying to, you know, yeah. beat their way to the top, no matter who they step on. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, that's not, that's not cool either. So, yeah, the, you know, it's it, always a balance. It's always a balance you with know, the competition. Competition. You know, and that's and that's the biggest thing, and it's you know that's what I try to explain to my son. That's that's life, man. You don't always have to, mm -hmm. uh, you know, you don't always have to agree with somebody just because I don't like somebody doesn't mean you don't have to. You know, we all oh. have different opinions. We're allowed to have those. You know, what boy, I'm and, I'll tell you right now, good for you as a dad because if any time in history we ever need that teaching right there, yeah, it's been in the last five years for parents, oh, yeah. and friends and family to teach. Uh, teach each other <laughs> this yeah. one lesson because it's really, really important to know. Like we can still be friends, we can still be family, even if we just disagree on certain yeah. things in life, whether it's airsoft or anything else. Like it's okay, it's gonna be okay. Yeah. <laughs> as know? long as you, as long as you let it be okay, it's gonna be okay. Right. And you know, you you know, and that's why, like, I won't talk politics with nobody. I yeah. won't talk anything like that because you have your opinion. And I have mine. Yeah. You're not wrong or right. And I'm not wrong or right. And by you the way, I mean? me and you, our opinions don't mean shit. Okay. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. You know, I'm just a, a 40 year old railroad worker that lives in, you know, Chicago that plays airsoft on Sundays. Yeah. You know I mean? like that's, our opinions that's don't mean anything, do. bro. Like no. it really doesn't, you know, it means something to us. It means something to our, our, you know, close friends and family. Yeah. Um, you know, that's where our opinions, I guess, matter. But outside of that, like in the grand scheme of things, yeah. what you and I talk about, like if we get in a big argument, and I have, I've done it yeah. uh, in the past, it's, uh, it, it doesn't mean anything. Like it doesn't change yeah. anything. All it does is create animosity. <laughs> See, and, and I, I don't want to argue with nobody, man, because it's, you know, losing friends over arguing over stupid stuff is not yeah. worth it to me. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, everybody has their own beliefs in life and, 
my beliefs are mine. They're nobody else's. You yeah. can't change mine. I can't change yours. No. You know, and these, you know, it, the airsoft community, and that's what I love about it. You know, you, it almost seems like to me, besides the handful of people that you get occasionally, yeah. when you get out there, <clears throat> excuse me, you're, you're free of all that. Yep. You know what I mean? The only, the only thing you got to worry about is either shooting somebody or getting shot. <laughs> and how are you doing it? You know what I mean? And oh, yeah. If, we we use a we use a saying at my field when we're reffing. When in doubt, call yourself out. So if you think you got shot, just call yourself out. Yeah, you don't have to. You you're not walking ten miles back to respawn. Yeah, you're it's walking like, thirty feet. There you go. You, you touch a building, you're going back in. Yeah, you know what I mean. If if I have 150 guys there on a weekend, then maybe you have to wait for five people. So you know, it's not like you you get shot and you're dead. You got to go home. Yeah. You know? So these guys, you know, I really try to instill the the positive attitude in airsoft because it can get heated. Like I got heated. I have to sit down and call myself. I don't want that to happen to little kids. You know, my regulars, I tell them all the time, don't go after the the new kids that you know you can shoot. Aww. Leave, leave them alone. No fun. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know, let them play their first game without getting shot. You right? Know, my, my kid will usually pick them up and run with them yeah. and show them where to go and how to do, you know, I get a lot of kids that don't even know how to adjust or hop up. You know what I mean? Right. They oh, get a sure. gun, they get, they get a gun. They're like, Hey, my gun only shoots and it drops. I'm like, do you adjust your hop up? They're like, well, what's that? What's that? So I gotta, you know, I gotta take the 10 minutes yeah. out of, you know, and I help them and I show them adjust it this way, adjust it that way yep. to go this and do that. And they're like, Oh wow. So, you know, I try to be the most That's positive awesome. guy I can be, you know, and, Speaking about a, these guys that uh, that do that, you know, that go after the new players, right? The experienced players yeah. that go after the new players. Uh, a buddy of mine, we actually worked together for quite a, a long time. We were we were good friends. We're still friends today. Uh, we live in different states, but uh, we're close to the same age. His son, when he, you know, and we had kids around the same age. Well, when his son got old enough to like dri- uh, dribble a basketball, like eight eight years old or something, dribble a basketball and shoot, you know, with they had a little, uh, you know, basketball hoop in their driveway. We go over there for like cookout, and and they're playing. He's they're playing one on one, and uh, and my buddy is like just playing hardcore, like playing like he's <laughs> like he's playing a real game with you know guys his age against yeah. his son, his eight year old son. And I'm going, so his son has you know obviously has zero points. Because yeah. like his someone tried to shoot and he would smack the ball down, <laughs> and I said, "Mike, what are you doing, bro?" And he's like, "He's got to learn. He's got to learn this lesson in life. You can't always win." <laughs> like this is, I said, "Well, you, I mean, how is he going to learn how to play basketball if you keep doing that? <laughs> like, what is your goal here?" Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, you got to you got to teach him that you can't always win in life, but you know put them on a basketball team and then when they lose you can kind of explain it you don't have to right. keep blocking his shots <laughs> I was like what are you doing bro <laughs> oh that's funny no that is good now but you know that's you know it, that's the same it's the same thing with the airsoft guys you know like i tell my regulars i said leave the new guys alone for the first game let them get yeah. used to it after that it's you know because it's open season because they don't know how to a duck and hide and hide down <laughs> stuff they're just learning but you know for the most part we you know that's my biggest goal is just to make sure I stay positive for these guys. Yeah. I provide a positive experience for them. And, you know, I've done it. I've, you know, I, I've got no problem 
like I said, letting people use my stuff. And, you know, there's a couple things I won't let them use. But, you know, if it came down to it, anybody, can, you, you come up here and play, you need a gun, you could have any one of mine on my wall, man. It's, it's, I don't care about that stuff. That stuff's just, it's mean, it's means nothing to me, but at the same time, it means the world to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I can always, I can fix everything that breaks. And, you know, my, my, uh, my high cap is my baby. That sits in the the case nine out of ten times is because it's <laughs> it's so beautiful and I don't like to shoot it um, right but I have played with it you know and you know my son runs an AAPL one I play okay. with that um, you know I have like I said I got ten different guns or I'm an M4 kind of guy I don't gotcha. like I, I I don't like buying eighteen different magazines for different guns and carrying oh, them around it's so I annoying bro yeah for real. It, it's, Except for my MP5 now. Now I got to start buying some right. next, you know. But whatever. That's you know. But you know, all my, all my stuff is HPA. I actually have a gun. Um, so I have an old an older gentleman that plays with us. His name's Ed. Um, I, he's some kind of therapist kind of guy. I, you know, I've never really asked. I really don't care what he does. Um, Ed is just one of the the nicest guys you'll meet in airsoft. He um, all Ed's stuff is very high end, very mm. nice guns. Shoots amazing. And I remember I asked Ed, I said, hey, Ed, you got any guns for sale? And he's like, yeah, I got some, you know, what are you looking for? I'm like, I don't know, just an extra gun to have. Next weekend I came in, I don't know if you know, if you're familiar with the brand Novrich. Yeah. Okay. He gave me a a, a brand new Novrich SSR 15. What? Which is their, their older model. And I, I know nothing about an airsoft gun at the time. You know, I'm newer at the time still. Yeah. So I look it up. And if you look it up, it's, I want to say it was like six or $700 Holy to buy shit. it. Yeah. And he gives it to me and I'm like, man, you sure you don't want no money for it? He's like, no, man, don't worry about it. You know? And so when he did that for me, that's like my go-to gun now that I give, to, oh shoot. Are you there, buddy? Yeah. Oh, my, my ear pods are dying. Oh, okay. Um, okay. That's like my go-to gun. I let the, all the kids use when they want to use them. You know what I mean? Right. So it's, you know, it's, well, that's what I'm saying, man. It's, uh, every man, I can't tell you how many people out of the 150 some people I've talked with, uh, on here, it is, you know, pay it forward. It's pay it forward. That's, that's what I'm hearing right now is like this story, uh, all the other ones I've talked with. And, uh, that is really, really rare in this world, in our society today. And airsoft community is the tightest knit group and the most diverse and the broadest yeah. uh, that is that tight and close. It, it is, it's crazy. It doesn't matter if you picked up and went down to, like you said, you know, SS, uh, airsoft, yeah. went down to Georgia, played at Power Ops with the GG, you know, the uh, uh, Grill Gun Club. Yeah. You would get the same thing down there with those guys. With with yeah. any anyone they play with, and I mean, it's just it's amazing. So yeah, it is and really that's cool. The goal, man, that's the goal. I want to get down there and meet those guys, and I want to run with them for a day or two and just have fun. You know, what yeah, I mean? just just have fun because when they, if they ever want to come up here, I'm gonna I'm gonna show them a good time. You know what I mean? Man, listen, bro, it's uh, it's been really great talking with you. I'm I'm really glad you were yeah. able to get on here, and I'm glad you did it. I know you were nervous. Yeah. I know you sent me yeah, that thing. Like, <laughs> you're like, oh, Talking no. Myself. <laughs> That's my first one. I don't know what to do. Uh, yeah, no, and you had sure. notes. I'm glad, dude, because you, you gave some people shout outs. That's what, you know, this thing yeah, is about, uh, you know, it, I, I would like to promote 
whoever I'm having on as a guest and whoever yeah. they would like to promote uh, or give a shout out to, that's, you know, uh, that, that's what this is about. hundred percent. Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely. No, I mean, it's, I'm not, you know, I want to shout out to everybody because everybody's been really cool, but you know, these are my go-tos, my, you know, right. I got a couple, you know, there's a guy that by me real quick, you know, his name's airsoft dad as well on Instagram. Okay. Um, he makes BBs, check them out. You know, he's got, he's got great quality BBs. He's really, really good priced. Uh, you know, I just became friends with him and I, it was funny how we met because I'm like, Hey man, you're airsoft dad. So am I, let's link up, you know, let's be friends. <laughs> we can make this work, you know, and, uh, you know, so it was funny and, you know, uh, team hellfire out of California, man, the guys are those, another great group of guys that kind of became friends with me. We kind of talk and just bullshit, you know, it's, yeah. it's been a lot of fun, man. So many good people out here that I can't, uh, I definitely can't complain, man. And I, awesome. I, I can't, I can't thank you enough for letting me do this with you. Oh, dude, it's great, man. I, I, I made a new friend in Chicago. Oh, absolutely, man. Anytime you want to come up, man, I'm here and we can awesome. go play it anywhere you want to go. I appreciate you, man. Well, thank you, Mike. No, uh, everyone watching, listening, go to uh, Instagram. Is it Airsoft Dad, right? Is there it's underscore? Air, it's Yeah, it's Air underscore soft underscore dad. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, definitely go check his channel out uh, and, and blow it up. <laughs> and let him know that uh, that you found him on this uh, podcast. It's cool. No, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna start learning how to do some uh, video editing here pretty soon. Oh shit! So once we do that, we got some footage on our uh, GoPro. We'll start dropping some videos. And Bro, stuff. you're going so, down the rabbit hole. Okay, airsoft, then GoPro, then videos and YouTube. <laughs> it's, it's never That's your ending. whole life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, yeah, pretty much, man. It pretty much is gonna be. Oh, so, I, I mean, love it. it. It's okay though, you know. For it's it's fun to do, and it's a uh, for me. It's the the best time is to spend with my my son. You know what I mean? Because absolutely, he, dude. Thir- Thirteen years old, he'll be out. Of, he'll be gone in a couple of years to his own old thing. So. Fast as hell, I promise you. Absolutely. So I'm gonna All enjoy right, a lot again. Yes. I, well, thank you. So I appreciate much. It again, and uh, I look forward to talking to you soon, man. Have a good night, bro. You too. Thank you, buddy. All right. 